Okay, so today we have the lovely Jacinta with us. So with the current climate we find ourselves in worldwide, it's no wonder that childhood mental health concerns are reaching a whole new level of frightening. I know for me personally, with two teenagers, I, the minute I heard about the pandemic, my first thought was their mental health. That has to be the priority. So what with losing their natural coping mechanisms of being with friends, as well as having to cope with the ever-changing, unpredictable circumstances we found ourselves in with the last, within the last 12 months, our kids have had a lot to contend with. Um, so as a, con a way of contributing to the solution, I have invited Jacinda here to share with us her fountain of knowledge around this subject. So welcome, Jacinta. Thank you Hi, for being Jim. here. It's so beautiful to be here with you. Thank you. So could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I'm a mum of two. Um, my children are 13 and four, a boy and a girl. Um, and over the years, my husband and I have been foster carers and had a very large number of children come through our home. And we also have set up a school in Kenya. So we've spent a lot of time in Africa, um, in, in Kenya. And so that has, has been a major contributing factor to the different work that I do. So moving from an early childhood music teacher through to a therapeutic model, that change sort of happened in about 2015 for me. And I now work a lot with children. I also work with women as well and families around how to support um, social engagement, emotional regulation, and really delving deep into supporting families that are that are feeling really anxious and overwhelmed so I have seen a huge increase with families that wouldn't necessarily seek out my services um, in the last 12 months things have really really risen to you know crazy heights as as you've just mentioned um, about your girls and you know I think we weren't we weren't ready for this we weren't ready um to think that kids who were feeling really stable and really well were going to be so rocked. So yeah, I use creative therapies. I'm a play therapist in training, um, holistic counsellor, psychotherapist, and I, I use different, different programs and different tools to help families really support the ongoing beautiful secure attachment with their kids um, and and release anxiety from families yeah so that's a bit about me <laughs> amazing I just think you're amazing and I know that we've been friends on Facebook and we've sort mm. of um met in in um similar business groups haven't we and we've sort of rumbled along beside one another and this is the first time we've actually had a conversation so I've always yeah. known what you've done and I've watched it evolve and develop into something even bigger and even better mm. um mm. and always in awe of what you do because I just think it's so lovely and it's so it's from the heart it really is you can tell that you genuinely care yeah I just I you know I can't stand to see families suffering and struggling um I grew up um my mum's got bipolar and so I grew up in a very very um amazing family um my both my parents are incredible and my dad was an in, just 
amazing support for us and for my mum and you know they're both they're still together and um doing incredibly well but it's it's had a huge impact on the work that I do the person I am experiencing mental health um with my mother from a really young age was was huge and Mm. I think that personal experience adds a whole Mm. new layer yeah absolutely knowledge um and Mm. adds a whole other power I think strength Mm. behind Mm. what you do oh yeah absolutely and I you know I was talking to some people yesterday about no as a teenager I would always question myself around whether it was really great to know about mental illness or if it was much better to have the blinkers on and to ignore that anything like that was you know particularly back in the 80s and 90s um whereas it absolutely it it gave me strength it gave me um courage to be able to really step up for those who were struggling um, because I had witnessed and experienced it from such a young age Mm. yeah I think you've hit the nail on the head there like knowledge is power Mm. That's where we oh, absolutely started. absolutely yeah yeah and I know I've heard you say before how important it is that kids understand how their brains work yeah and I and I think this is a really interesting piece of anxiety particularly I find that when and teen you know sort of tweens teens start to find out about how their brain works and why we actually do have worry and why we actually do experience overwhelm, they start to recognise that it's actually a really great tool if we don't allow it to overpower and take over our lives. And we need to learn, learn about that. So it's something obviously that's not being taught through this education system. It's something that is family to family based. Um, it's different for everybody. So the more we can you know, share tools and share ideas about how to move through and allow, you know, uh, once again, talking yesterday, I, I was talking about how um, anxiety gets us up in the morning. Worry gets us up in the morning. If we have something to do, if we have something to to have you know to achieve if we have an assignment or an essay or or whatever it might be a test to study for the worry of of not being able to get to that actually keeps us moving but we can't allow it to overtake our thoughts okay and certainly not talking about high-end social anxiety you know I'm talking about everyday um, normal worry and anxiety yeah yeah it's, it's the sliding scale isn't it and that's right Absolutely. Not any expert at all, but I say to my girls, it's a sliding scale. Anxiety, yeah. everyone has anxiety because this seems mm-hmm. to be a new term amongst kids is I have anxiety. Well, oh, absolutely. I have kids walk into my room and say straight away, yeah, I'm here because I have anxiety and it's, it's, it's a part of me and I know that it's never going to leave me. It's so deeply entrenched that it's something that's not going to leave them. And that's that's actually not necessarily true. There are lots and lots of really fabulous ways that we can work through anxiety. And I think the first step is learning about how it works within our bodies. Um, that's, that's step number one. And once we start to explore that and to really understand the, how we can navigate and work through it, then there's lots and lots of really great things that we can do to keep it at bay which does not include medication absolutely some people require um 
and, and children require medication to help support their anxiety disorder. But um, for a lot of people, there are lots of tools that, that we can introduce. I love that. I mean, I know for me personally, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, learning how the brain works has been something yeah. that's only been in recent years of my life it's certainly not something yeah. I understood in my teenage years or mm -hmm. even when I first had children so it, it's only been something I've been able to introduce to them in recent years yeah. and they are currently Absolutely. 18 and 13 so yeah. it would have been extraordinarily valuable to know it beforehand I really wish we had parenting sessions that included information like that while we were pregnant Absolutely. You know, I think it's really interesting how we all go and have education about how to give birth. And then a lot of the time, there isn't kind of any ongoing education for parents. So, you know, sometimes there is short courses that people might attend, but it's certainly not necessarily encouraged or, you know, so, so we get to sort of the threes, the fours, the fives, and then the tens. And, and this is when people get in touch with me. They're like, I, I don't know how to deal with this really, really emotional nine-year-old boy. You know, so it's kind of, yeah, it starts to escalate. Um, it, parenting's a tricky gig, hey? <laughs> and alongside, you know, being triggered yourself, because we've all mm. got the stuff that we need to heal within ourselves and our kids Absolutely. are going to mirror that back straight away. <laughs> it's good Definitely. fun. Yeah. Good fun. So when I was watching <laughs> a live of yours recently, you were mm. discussing a few ideas around mm. how to help kids get out of the door in the morning, basically how yeah. to make mornings more tolerable. So because anxiety yeah. can make them freeze can't it and then they can't get oh absolutely yeah it has such great impact on our our body mm -hmm. and and if kids are feeling nervous and worried and anxious before school mornings can be a real nightmare so over the years I have had many many children through my home and I've tried all sorts of different ways to help them move through the anxiety gently and, and get them to school in one piece. So some of the, some of the ideas that I use are coming from sort of the foster care model um, around, you know, so PACE parenting, which is a really, really great therapeutic parenting model, but also um, just pulling in lots of, lots of fun things that I've come across over the years. So the thing with the thing with PACE, and I mean, I won't get too much into that, but really exploring playfulness of a morning can help create a happy home. And I know that's really hard when you're pushed for time and you're wanting to get out the door and get to work or just get those kids to school. Um, but I have found that by introducing just really tiny, short games not only helps the child not feel so anxious, but it starts a flood of oxytocin. And we know that oxytocin is the attachment hormone. It's the love hormone, right? And so once our kids are starting to feel really deeply connected, they're feeling safe. They're feeling okay about leaving mum or dad. And so it makes that whole separation so much easier. So yeah, a few, a few things that I mentioned the other day were, um, there's, there's some cool games, some fun games. So the crab crawl, um, the crab crawl tip. 
super fun, super funny. So you've got your hands and your feet behind you and you're walking like a crab and you can only touch the, the child's foot with your hand so they can spin around. And look, you know what? If you, if you did this for like one minute max, everyone would be laughing because you would look hilarious and it's activating that humour. Um, you know, they, they say that there's a circuitry, a brain circuit similar to an adult's, um, the, where the humour sits in the brain, right, the humour, the circuit. From 6 to 12, it's already in a child's brain and it's, so it's similar to, a, to an adult circuitry around humour. So using humour is such a powerful way to help connect to our kids. So that the crab crawl is a great one. That's so much fun. The other one is the drawing on the back. So, and I love to put paper because once you put paper on the back and you put a piece of paper in front of them, it's like it's the double connection, okay? So it's it's activating their brain because they're, they're looking down, but they're feeling you on their back as well. So that's a really beautiful one. Keep it really simple. So don't be drawing, you know, something that they can't create or that they can't reproduce. A sun is a great one or um, a rainbow, you know, that, that kind of, or, or just the letter of their name, whatever it might be, keep it really simple. And then the third thing that I find, once again, another one, if you're really active or you, your kids, so remembering also that when we're moving, we're moving that energy and we're moving that emotion. So if your kid is <coughs> really solidly stuck in the anxiety, um, doing the bear crawl tip, and this is a fun one with other kids as well. So getting all the kids into on, on all fours and then you're, you're tapping. Um, but, but you can't, you know, you can't run. And so you're not tripping over each other. The chaos is maintained. <laughs> um, and it could be that you, you isolate it to, all right, we're all going to bear crawl up the hallway, you know, something like that, as opposed to actually playing the game. But getting as playful as possible before school, I guarantee will create easier drop-offs. I love that. And on top of that, it's going to create a stronger connection with your kids. Oh, absolutely. Which is what yeah. we crave yeah. and a happier home. That's what, that's what we want that's ultimately, right. isn't it? That's right. Yeah, definitely. And, and it gives us the opportunity to be playful because mm. we're all so damn yeah. serious all the time. I know. And, and, and this is a big mission of mine. And now that I'm studying play therapy, I am so determined to help families bring more play and more joy in the moment through play into our into our lives you know our homes yeah absolutely we, we've always been a very very playful family and um we kind of thought everyone was <laughs> and then when we started sort of sharing some of the thoughts and ideas I mean my husband is extraordinary you you've you've seen um you know the play that he does with Emmanuel it's extraordinary you know the imagination um just runs rampant here around playfulness and we've had to do we've had to sort of really step into that because we have had so many really deeply traumatized children in our care and it has been the anxiety levels with within those kids you can imagine is has been at an all-time high so bringing playfulness in it primes the attachment you know we all want to have secure attachments with our children um 
attachment is definitely um, a whole other subject that um, I'm passionate and love to talk to families about. It can be a very confronting subject. I'm actually working on a masterclass that I'll share with you once, um, once I have those details because I think exploring our personal attachment style as parents has incredible impact on um, how we parent our kids. So that's, that's a cool topic to talk about another day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll do that one. Volume yeah. number two. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, I mean, the games sound fantastic. I'm just sat there thinking with an 18 and a 13 year old myself, yeah. uh-huh. they're not going to walk around like a crab. Well, they might do. They might. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's unlikely. So have you got a tip for the team? Yeah. yeah. So, well, to start with, you get down like a crab. You want that kid laughing. Okay. You want that kid laughing. So whatever it takes to get that child connecting right brain right brain okay priming attachment and once you get that child laughing you you have a whole new way to be able to to connect um look there are lots of there are lots of different things that you can do with with older children um i i do have a um i i do have a an ebook that I'm actually putting out hopefully today that I will share with you that will have, yeah, hopefully it'll be finished today, Um, but I will share it with you. So then you can share it with your people and it will have some things around that, that 13 to 18, because that's becoming a big issue as well in relation to big classes, big schools. I'm only speaking to a, a lady the other day whose child's at a school with three and a half thousand children and finding that which of course is hugely stressful um yeah i'll i'll de- i'll definitely have some tips in there for 13 to 18 year olds definitely perfect mm. perfect mm. i was talking to my 13 year old um when we booked this call in and I said to her roughly what I knew about what the work you did and I mm. said to her if you could ask Jacinta anything yourself what mm. would you ask because mm-hmm. it's always interesting their their yes. questions rather than us thinking for them mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she said to me I'd want to know what I can do in the moment so when I'm on yeah. my own in a class and I can mm-hmm. feel the anxiety taking over mm-hmm. I can't get up because she knows that movement sometimes helps. Sure. I can't sure. get up. I'm not allowed to leave the classroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm stuck inside my own mind. <laughs> and this is, this is an interesting point because what I teach a lot is how to really deeply connect with your breath, how to calm your body, how to do a quick body scan and relax your, your jaw, relax your, your forehead in the moment. And that's all well and good for children who aren't in a heightened state, okay? But if if they're 13 to 18-year-old and they're able to recognise that the anxiety is kicking in and they have capacity to connect with their breath, then that is a really, really great tool to be able to have. So a few things, connecting with the breath, obviously, actually allowing it to deepen. So if, if we're... Um, 
and even for ourselves, right, we don't breathe deeply enough. We know that. And so giving ourselves opportunities to connect with our breath allows us to deepen that breath. So that's one way, scanning her body. So scanning, even if she was to pick five parts of her body, her chin, her tummy, her feet, you know, just, just get her. And I find that sometimes I might be sitting there um, watching something or reading something and I will just gently relax my hands because I've noticed that they're actually in a fist. So that's a cool one to be able to just release, release your hands. Um, but the other one is to identify the five cents, you know, something that I can smell, something I can see, something I can taste, so, you know, the five senses. So that's a good one that she can do in her head without getting up. Perfect. Mm. I love that. I love yeah. that. And I think there are a couple of those that she's actually tried before. So that's good. <laughs> that's good that she's on. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but remind her that when she is actually in the moment, it can be really hard because our, our brain is, is not necessarily functioning well at that point. And so um, the other thing that so many of my kiddos love to use is essential oils. You know, I think that's just such you know, having an adaptive roller in your pocket, having a capybara and frankincense roller in your pocket and being able to just roll a little bit in your hands and have a smell, like lots and lots of my kids use essential oils every single day. We know that they impact our mood. They, they absolutely go straight to our olfactory nerve and create calm within our system. So highly highly recommend adaptive particularly the um, doTERRA because it has impact on our GABA our neuro neurotransmitter so yeah but that once again that's a whole other conversation <laughs> <laughs> we could have a whole series couldn't we yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely okay mm. so you've absolutely jam-packed this full of information it's been fantastic yeah. Can you let anybody listening know how to get in touch with you if they'd like to work with you or find out more about what you yeah, do? Sure. So I'm, I'm in the process of putting together um, some online programs because, you know, I am having people from around the world contact me. Um, I do do a lot of face-to-face -face work, which is great for the people locally, but for people overseas and in other parts of the world, um, I am putting programs together. I have an amazing program called um, it's it's called the Golding Process Sleep Talk, and it's a parent delivered program, and that particular program I'm able to deliver online, um, one on one or in groups. It's an extraordinary program that helps basically build an emotional firewall within our children. It should be in absolutely every single home. Um, and it takes two minutes a night for parents to deliver that information while their kids are asleep. So you don't get the critical analysis of kids saying, I don't really think you love me. Um, so amazing, incredible program. So you can contact me. I've got two business pages, the Inner Peace Collective and My Peaceful Place. I tend to keep my kids stuff on my peaceful place and my women's and adults stuff is over on the inner peace collective beautiful yeah mm -hmm. so message me 
absolutely message me, email me, whatever is, is best for you. And um, yeah, I can organize a chat and, and see how I can help you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jacinta. I'm sure everyone's going to get so much value. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you.